all salespeople. I'm calling all salespeople. Get prepared for a slim, long-headed brother with skills. Wearing a tailored suit, polished shoes, and gold watch. Last seen in Atlanta, boarding a plane, on his way to do another training. Sales pros, tighten up. Good morning, sales pros. Tamar Jameson here with another episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. And before we get going and digging deep into sales in the professional arena and the professional standpoint, I want to take a few moments and wish all the fathers out there a happy belated Father's Day. Celebrated Father's Day this past Sunday, June 17th. I hope you had a wonderful day, spent some time with your kids. If they're away for you for whatever reason, um, live with someone else or, you know, they're grown in college, you know, have kids of their own, whatever the case is. Hope you had an opportunity to talk to them, reach out to them, conversate with them and at least hear Happy Father's Day from them. But I want to spend a few moments talking about being a father, of course, within the vein of sales, because as fathers, we do sell all the time. We have to sell our kids on doing their homework. We have to sell our kids on the importance of doing their chores. We have to sell our kids on bedtime, on eating their vegetables, on you know participating and uh, cooperating with their siblings, listening to us, gaining the knowledge that we have that we're trying to instill in them, learning and paying attention in school and all those other things that we are trying to instill in them as good fathers. That's all selling. We are going through the entire sales and simple approach that I've been talking about for almost the past year now. And we have to really dig in and do that stuff each and every day. Now, with regards to today's message of sales without selling, what I'm going to be focusing on is that last step in the sales process that I teach, which is setting up your next sale. And talking to your fathers again, all of you fathers out there who who sell either in a professional arena and or, of course, selling to your kids on everything that you are trying to advise them of, what you're doing in setting up the next sale is you're trying to get them to take the information that you're giving them, whether by example or by verbal instruction, you want them to be able to apply that as they become older, when they get into a situation where they have a, their own family, as they start to step out on their own, as they start to reach certain milestones, like you know, getting their driver's license, becoming of age and things of that nature, we are setting up their next sale by infusing them with all the information and the knowledge that we have. Same way that we do with the client. We are infusing them with all the knowledge, all the information that we have in hopes that as they get to a certain level, that they will begin to appreciate all the information that we gave them, everything that we've shown them, everything we've told them, the relationship we've built with them, and they begin to spread that amongst their community and amongst their peers. So with that parallel, we're going to talk about that final step of setting up the next sale. Now, as I've said in previous episodes, and I just want to remind everybody that rather than us talking about how to get to the sale, which is what a lot of trainers and a lot of coaches and a lot of consultants will teach you how to do, they want you to really focus on getting to the sale. We're going to talk past that and talk about how to get through the sale. So as you begin talking to a client, start building rapport, asking the right questions, you should already be thinking, I want to set this up and build this relationship in such a way that we have an opportunity jointly for them to talk to their community, their network of people, their family, their friends, their neighbors about the relationship that we have 
as salesperson and client, and then they start sending you business. It's very important that we garner those relationships and get the client to become a soundboard in the community for you. We've talked about it from a father standpoint. And what I want to do now is pivot a little bit and talk about how we can relate those kind of examples to the professional arena. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up a few examples and really expound on those, talk about some things that have happened obviously in the past week or two, give you some real, real world applications, and then relate those to what you can do as, your, as yourself. So just as a foundation, again, we want to talk about clients sending you referrals and then clients coming back to you time and time again. All right. We all know that those are the easiest customers to sell. They pay us the most money. They take the least amount of our time because that trust factor has already been established between either you and them in a previous transaction or between you and the person who referred them. So they don't come to you with their guard up as much. They're not as skeptical about what you're saying. So it's a whole lot easier for you to really take the time to find that perfect offering for them, explain what the value proposition is, and then get them to move forward with the transaction. All right. You want to start having conversations other than what's going on with business. And this is how you set up that next sale right from the beginning. As you begin finding out what their hobbies are, you know, we're just going past Father's Day. They're kids. All right. Just like we like to talk about our kids. We like to brag about our kids. We like to show pictures off and videos and things like that. Our clients are the same way. They love talking about their kids, especially when their kids are excelling in sports or academia or in community involvement, volunteering in their neighborhood. People love talking about their kids. So start building those relationships and having those conversations with them on things other than business. Once that happens, then these scenarios that I'm going to bring up to you will start to happen in your life. And if they are starting to happen, that's great because you want to continue to maximize on those. So the first example that I want to give you is one of my trainees by the name of Carol. She was mentioning to me just last week that she has one client that she talks to on a regular basis. And it's usually not a long conversation. Um, I think she's been a client. Uh, he's been a client. He or her. And she did not say if it was male or female, but that they've been a client of hers for three or four years now. And they have actually um, had conversations over the years, short conversations, you know, just checking in. And usually she'll check in with the client, see how everything's going with the family, things like that. She will mention some business every now and then when, when necessary. But mostly it's just a conversation to let them know that I'm here. I care about you. You have anything that you need, any questions, any concerns, I'm always available. But one thing that she shared with me last week that I want to share with you is that she has more conversations about them than she does about business. And because that has been happening over the years, the client has confided in her that he or she has actually decided or thought about switching companies several times, maybe because of the price point has changed, maybe because of the level of service from the corporate standpoint has diminished. She didn't really go into a whole bunch of detail, but what she mentioned specifically was the client told her that she was the only reason that that client continued to stay with that company. So think about the power of that. You have somebody who knows that the service or the product of the competitor is better than yours, but they stick with you because of the relationship that they've had with you over the years. Taking it to another level, 
she also mentioned that not too long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, the client actually called her and spent about 45 minutes on the phone with her just talking. All right. So rather than her making her outbound calls and reaching out to the client and checking in with him or her and saying, how's everything going? The client actually called her and rather than their normal two, three, four, five minute conversation, the client initiated a 45 minute conversation where they talk nothing about business, where they really just connected. They caught up on some old times, figured out, you know, what was going on in each other's lives and really strengthened the relationship. So those kind of things can happen. That's what you want happening in your profession. You want clients calling you. Now, obviously, you can't spend 45 minutes talking to every client all day long because you'd get no work done. But you do have to set aside a valuable amount of time to talk to clients when they call you, when they come see you, when they send you an email and things like that. Because remember, the point is that you're tapping into their network of people. And rather than you trying to spend five or 10 minutes talking on the phone, going out and visiting a potential client, you may have one client that's already in your database, that's already in your wheelhouse, who will be more than happy to tell your story to everybody that they know. Less work for you, more money. Pretty simple formula, right? We all want to be in that situation. We do less work, we make more money. So take some lessons from Carol, connect with your clients, reach out to them on a regular basis. Don't shun them when they call you or come to see you because you never know what they have been thinking about. And they may share with you that you're the only reason that they continue to do business with you personally or with your company. And that is worth its weight in gold. Now, Carol happens to be in the insurance industry where obviously customers are very sensitive to their rates going up and Every six months or every 12 months, they have an opportunity to switch customers. So think about that's been at least three up to six times that the client has thought about, you know what, I may need to check something else out. Maybe I need to look at a competitor. Maybe I need to rate shop. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. And then they settle themselves down and say, nobody's going to serve my needs like Carol does. So let me just put that to the side. And let me continue to foster the relationship and keep the relationship that me and Carol have right now. So that's a prime example of a current client continuing to come back to you with repeat business year after year after year or whatever your time frame is when they buy. If you sell cars, it may be every three or five years that they sell. If you sell houses, it may be five, 10 years or more or they may buy additional properties. But this is an example of the same client coming back to you over and over and over again. Now, the second example that I wanna use is a referral from either a current client or somebody else that you don't have as a client. So within the past probably two or three weeks, I've gotten two referrals for paying clients from somebody who was not a client of mine. And what that came from is having a relationship with other people in different spaces who are in sometimes in the same space that I'm in. And when they get to a point where either they can't service the client enough, maybe they have too much going on on their plate or they're going to be out of town or something like that, then you get a call out of the blue saying, hey, I have a deal for you. And that's another 
opportunity for you to build relationships, not just with potential clients, but with people within your network who either do what you do. Don't be afraid to connect with people who do exactly what you do, who sell exactly what you sell, but also to connect with people who are not in your industry at all, who have maybe they're not in sales, period. They don't sell what you sell. They're maybe not even in your state or in your country, but you have an opportunity to connect with them. And build a relationship with them so that you're the first person on their mind when somebody comes across their desk or when they are out in the community and they're talking to somebody and they say, you know what, I'm looking for somebody who does X, that you're the first person they think of. It just so happened that these two referrals that I got, one was directly from the client. They called me and the conversation probably took about 10 minutes or less asking a couple questions from the time she asked how much it was going to cost to the time she said, all right, when can you come in? It was less than a 10 minute conversation. Within a week, I was in, did the training, got paid in the conversation, all right? The other referral I got was from somebody who was in the same space that I got, who couldn't handle one of her previous clients because she was gonna be out of town doing a conference. So she called me and asked me if I would connect with her client and basically stand in her stead and take care of the training for her. Same thing, did call the client, we talked, we had a genuine connection because of that third party that we were both understanding of what kind of business that they run and how professionally they were. So they knew that if that person referred me to them, that I was going to be that same, provide them with that same level of service that the referring individual always provides them with. So again, real quick conversation, we sat down, we met less than an hour, we ironed out everything and got the deal finalized. So it's very important that you not only sell yourself and sell your product and sell your offering to your potential prospects, but you also sell it effectively to the people who are in your network. And of course, when I'm saying sell it, I'm not saying the hard pressure sales, the pushy, the in-your-face sales, but really just genuinely having a conversation with, about them, learning about what they do in hopes that you can send them some business. And as a byproduct, product of that, what will happen is they'll find opportunities to send you business, which was the case in these two scenarios that I just shared with you. So that is a scenario when you have somebody who is not your client who sends you a client or two or three or four out of the blue, your phone rings and somebody's willing to give you some money. All right. Constantly farming and shaping those relationships that you have with people who are in your network who may at some point become a client, but most likely they're not going to be a client just because either they're doing the same thing that you do or for some other reason, um, logistically, it may not work out. So that's an example of somebody who's sending you clients who is not a prospect. And then the final person that I want to talk about is that prospect to whether they buy from you or they don't who sends you referrals. Now, this is the one that's really the moneymaker because when you have somebody who really buys into what you're selling, they buy into you, they buy into your offering, they buy into the connection that you have with them, that they will really be a soundboard for you out in the community and they will look for opportunities to send you business. It may not be about you having some kind of referral or you know monetary reward that you're going to send them, but they love the offering that you gave them so much and the relationship that you have with them so much that they will really go out and look for somebody who needs your service and they feel like you're the only one that can provide them with the level of professionalism that they've been accustomed to as one of your clients. 
So the example I'm going to use with that is when I was in the car business, and this was maybe 15 years ago, I still remember it like it was yesterday. It was a mother. Her name was Carol. She was coming in. She was trying to buy a car. Only thing that shut her down from trying to buy a car was that she was in the process of buying a house. And I'm not talking about she was thinking about looking. She was shopping. She had her closing date. She had her loan already locked in. Everything was ready, and she could not add another piece of debt to her portfolio because those of you who've bought a house, you know that can really jam stuff up. So the important thing and how I want to relate this to sales without selling is that Carol had four kids, all right? She ended up sending all four of her kids to me within probably less than a six-month span. One of them she sent to me the same day her and I were talking. She realized she couldn't buy anything. It wasn't the right timing for her. She literally picked up the phone, called one of her daughters, her oldest daughter actually, called her oldest daughter, told her to come to the lot right then. The daughter came down with her boyfriend and bought a car. Then she subsequently sent me her next oldest daughter. She sent me her youngest daughter. And then she ended up sending me her son, which was her third born. Um, he did not come to me. She laid him out, you know, gave him the whole third degree about why he didn't come to me. And she, he didn't listen to her. And she just gave him the third degree about not coming to me. So the point of that is here's someone who really wanted to buy. The connection was there. The offering was there. It just so happened that the timing wasn't right. She saw the value in what we were doing. She saw the value in the connection that we had. And she sent me all four of her kids with three of them ending up buying from me within a six month time frame. And all I had to do was build the genuine relationship with her, show her that I cared about her and her family, asked her the proper questions to find out that she did have a family. And then once that relationship got solidified, she took it upon herself. I never asked her. Okay. She took it upon herself to pick up the phone, call her oldest daughter. And then once that transaction was done, I, again, I never asked her, was any of her other kids looking for cars? And shame on me for not specifically asking that. But the relationship was so strong that I didn't need to ask her directly, did anybody else need a car? Because she called me and said they need cars. All right. So today's episode, guys, I really wanted you to really focus and understand how to sell without selling. And what I mean by that, again, is to have people out there selling for you, having your clients out there selling for you, having your community out there selling for you, having the relationship that you have with other people within your space or outside of your space out there selling for you. Because we all want to work harder and not smarter. We've heard that term time and time and time again. So I'm giving you some real world examples of how you can work smarter and not harder. And that really means focusing on the relationship that you have with your current clients, continuing that relationship, strengthening it whenever there's an opportunity for you to strengthen that relationship. Take some time to talk to them and listen to them as well. And they will go out and sell for you. So thank you again, guys, for another opportunity to share just some quick tips about how you can go out there, create more sales without doing more work. Again, happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I hope you've got some information from this that you can help to change the trajectory of not just your business, but also your family life. Because as I mentioned in the beginning, we sell every day when we sell to our kids on what we're asking them to do. We're trying to get them to go in the direction that we want them to go in because we've already been down that road. So that's selling in and of itself. 
I appreciate your continued feedback. I appreciate your continued questions, any advice, any thoughts, any direction that you want to take in the podcast, any subject matters that you want me to discuss. You know how to get in touch with me. Those of you who have my personal information, you feel free to text me or call me or shoot me an email. For those of you who don't, obviously, you can go through the, the normal sites. You can go through the Sales is Simple Facebook group. Leave a comment or a message in there. You can also go to my website, Opportunity Development LLC. You can get in touch with me there. You can leave some comments there if you like. And of course, you can always leave a rating and review the podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to it. I'll see those comments and you can connect with me there as far as questions or topics for the next podcast episode. So I look forward to talking with you again next week. And always remember that the best way to get what you want is by giving others what they want.